Welcome to Radio Without Rules. Charlotte's Phantom Radio may contain adult-oriented content. Listener discretion is advised. Yeah. Charlotte Radio. Charlotte Radio. This rocks. Radio. Charlotte.com. What's going on, Charlotte? It's Ren. Welcome back to the Phantom Radio Podcast on RadioCharlotte.com. Tonight, we're going to be hanging out with local Charlotte band Casca Sun. These guys are making a pretty good name for themselves around town. they got some uh, gigs coming up. We're going to talk to them about new EP that came out. They've been, been together, uh, I'd say, somewhere around a year. But they're one of these bands that uh, you could tell that they've got really good chemistry right when you meet them. And you would not guess they've been together you know, for a little bit less than a year. They just seem like they've known each other for a very long time. So we'll talk to them here in just a few minutes. But first, I want to talk to somebody very special, the person who put all of this together. Uh, her name is Miss Jenna Gribble, and she she is the genius behind this whole thing, putting this together. Now, for the three of you in Charlotte that don't know who Jenna is, uh, she very well known in Charlotte. She pretty much knows everybody in Charlotte. She's got her finger on the pulse of uh, everything going on in Charlotte. And she really helps out a lot of people. She really helps promote uh, Charlotte locally. And uh, she's amazing for what she does. She has a blog called HelloImJenna.com. And uh, one of the first things I noticed about her uh, a couple of years ago, you know, on social media, uh, she coined the term, you know, hashtag stay tuned QC. So if you check that out, you'll find out everything that she's doing, everything that she's done, everything that she's about to do, everything from uh, working with and helping to promote local bands and artists around the Charlotte area to small businesses, to charity organizations and events, uh, to concerts. She is always going and always helping other people. So one of thank jenna for putting all this together now you're actually you're one of the rare born and raised here in charlotte you're what sixth generation i'm a sixth generation charlatan wow. 1700s wow. yep 1700s yeah Where was the, the family before that do you know um i think like london maybe i'm not yeah. sure we came over on a boat and just stopped here yeah. <laughs> yeah if it's trending in charlotte jenna knows about it or she's the reason it's trending that's right i do so. i try and stay on top of it so so what are you doing with these guys right here so you know i'm always looking for new music and stuff mm-hmm. and i happen to go to a sofa show mm-hmm. so far is that how you say it i don't know so far so far yeah so Sofa. i'm always looking for new music and i kind of got invited at the last minute and I wasn't going to go and at the last minute I was like you know I never turned down free shows so I'm going to go and I think there were like four bands and these guys played and I was just kind of like wow they're really good like Mm -hmm. and I right away assumed that they had been together forever Mm -hmm. and then after I talked to them and stuff and they said no we haven't been together that long and I was I was really blown away because they just they sounded just you know solid so I was like you know I really want to know more about them and I want to write a story about them yep. so and i want to share them with all my followers yep. so i love local music pretty active in the local music community here i'm finding out 
Yeah, we do a lot of stuff with uh, Music Everywhere Charlotte, mm -hmm. just trying to, you know, support local bands because um, like Evening Muse yeah. and Neighborhood Theater and stuff, that's where a lot of these guys get their start. And mm -hmm. you see them play for free out at the Whitewater Center. And then you're paying like 85 bucks for a ticket two years later. And I'm like, oh, my God, I saw them when they played at this hole in the wall. Exactly. So. That's very true because all the bands, like even uh, Smashing Pumpkins that are playing uh, here in Charlotte tonight over at the PNC Music Pavilion, they were a small, tiny, unknown band at one time, too, playing for, you know, four people in the bartenders. Right, exactly. You know? and, and that's how it all starts. Uh, I was uh, watching the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, it's still on over there with uh, Billy Corgan. And they were talking about, they played a show in Boston. It was uh, the Smashing Pumpkins, Nirvana, and another band uh, played there. And there was only about 45, 50 people there. And that wow. was it. Can you imagine? Wow. That's you know, you look back on that now, and if that happened today, oh, my God. Yeah, that's crazy. There's some uh, good yeah. hole-in-the-wall part. Well, we were talking today about Sturgill Simpson. You know, yes. he dropped his uh, new song today for the anime that. for Comic-Con. And I was like, the first time that I got to see Sturgill, it was mm. like... The smallest little concert, and everybody yeah. was like, you know, who the fuck is Sturgill Simpson, which right. is his hashtag. But now he's, I mean, tickets mm -hmm. are so hard to get to go see him. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. That's how it works. Do you think the music industry is, um, it's been struggling there for a minute, especially with the record labels, the corporate side of things? You know, once streaming media came out, I mean, it all started really with with Napster, you know, when that started. <laughs> wow. And instead of the, uh, the music um, business embracing that and bringing it in-house and, and doing something about it when that technology started to, to come around, instead it fought it. And the record companies lost lots and lots and lots and lots of money. Uh, so they were kind of scrambling to try and figure out uh, what they were going to do next. But the thing I love about a transition like this, uh, with new technology coming out, everything's going to balance itself out. But what this does is it gives the independent artists an opportunity to do this themselves. They don't need a record label. They don't need a distribution company. They don't need, you know, all of these things that's going to take 95% of every dollar that they make away from them. They can do it themselves. They can market themselves. They can distribute their uh, music themselves. They can get out there and, and book shows themselves. And I think that is fucking awesome. Right. I love that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like anything mainstream. Nope. If it's a smaller band, I want to support it, especially yeah. if they're good. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't care who's you know who their label is or anything like that. But um, you know, I don't like anything mainstream. <laughs> yeah, <I know. laughs> well, girl, I know you have to go. You're gonna go see the Smashing Pumpkins. I'm gonna tonight, go see the Smashing Pumpkins, which is kind of fitting because her birthday's on Halloween. I know. Yes, I'm a Halloween <laughs> baby. So, but yeah, I appreciate you taking the time to meet Absolutely. these guys. And um, I will see you at their show on Saturday night. Thanks, Jenna. You're welcome. All right. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, Casca Sun is going to be in a hot seat. We'll talk to them about the new EP, about some gigs they have coming up, and uh, find out a little bit more about who they really are. It's the Phantom Radio Podcast on RadioCharlotte.com. It's like standing in line on a hot day at Carowinds. I'm on Jack Duffel Mountain Dew. No, no, it's not like that at all. Radio Charlotte. I'm 10 years old, but I'll beat your ass. you 
Phantom Radio Podcast on RadioCharlotte.com. It's Rin, and in the studio right now, we've got local Charlotte band Casca Sun. Their new EP is called Title Fight, and that was uh, the first track off the, the disc there, Days Gone By. And we've got Dan, Corey, Bobby, and Matt hanging out. They've got a show at the Evening Muse uh, coming up this Saturday. We'll talk about that here in just a minute as well. So go ahead and introduce yourselves to everybody. My name is Bobby. Bobby! Bobby! That's usually what happens at a show. Bobby, (laughs) I bring bring a pretty good teacher crowd. Hello, hello, teacher crowd. Hello. (laughs) Hey, Corey. Teacher crowd. Corey! What kind, of, what kind of crowd are you bringing? It doesn't ring he's, as well. He's bringing the Bobby. teachers. Uh, I bring the married crowd. The married crowd. Yeah. <laughs> With or without kids? Are we talking like honeymoon stage? Are we talking like, you know? Uh, they're all starting to have kids, so. Oh, right I bring the ones there. with the kids. Yeah. yeah. Those are the friends that you rarely see anymore. They're, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're all like, you should have one. <laughs> but I don't see you anymore. <laughs> Isn't that funny that uh, when uh, when people have kids, all of a sudden they they try and talk you into having it too, having one too. Yeah. Oh come on, you gotta have one. You gotta have one. Oh, it's awesome. You just don't know the kind of love you have until you have a kid. I think they're looking to trade I'm, babysitters. I'm good. I, mean, I just had one ten months ago, and I what I a babysitter? Feel, no, just had no. a baby. <laughs> He'll eventually be a babysitter. I'm Let's sure. talk about that story. <laughs> <laughs> Dan had a babysitter, I'm sure, recently. Oh, yeah? I don't have babysitters. <laughs> you don't have babysitters? You, you had one. I'm a grown man. Like, you, you knew one in the biblical terms. <laughs> he, he leaned into the mic. He's like, I'm a grown man. <laughs> <laughs> he's got something in the crock pot, so. No joke, no. He seriously <laughs> has something in the crock pot. He, he sent us a special text message about putting something in the crock pot. So, Matt, your crock pot story is going in the podcast, just to let you know. Dude, maybe the crowd's going to like that. Crock pots are great, man. You throw something in the morning, season like a whole chicken. Yeah, yeah I mean, literally the next yeah, but you, but step after go, making... It'll go to low once it's done cooking. And then... Here's the thing. The next uh, thing after crock pot meals is well, up, you have babies. Upgrade. That's that's the natural progression. You're you're making crock pot meals. The next thing is you're married and you got kids. I mean, it's it's serious. All right, we got to talk about this for a second. Swing the microphone over there to him. We got to I got to find out more about this crock pot thing. Because just like friends that that have babies and then want all of a sudden you to have babies, try and talk you into it. You know, I don't have a crock pot, but I have a lot of friends that do. Yeah. And lately they've been telling me the same thing. Oh, you need to get a crock pot. You can throw something in there, go to work, come home, and it's done. So what? Uh, what is the big deal about the crock so, pot? I actually, mean, are you just lazy and don't want to cook, or is it actually really good food? It's both. <laughs> it's both. Man. It's I, really good food. I don't. I don't know how to cook. Um, I actually bought an instant friend. pot re- recently, which is basically just an air fryer. Right. Um, yeah. That's been the new trick, but that's like 15 minutes or so. So that's the, that's the oh, new one wow. I've been using a lot. The crock pot's great, man. It just yeah. takes like eight hours. I can put it in before work. I'll get home and like dinner's ready. What do you put in um, there? What do you like to uh, do? Usually just kind of like a beef stew of sorts. So like right now I got like chicken in there, yeah. uh, potatoes and like some onions. Nice. So it's not a whole lot going on, but I also yeah, have like that's... biscuits in the fridge. I can like probably whip in the oven real quick for like 10, 15 minutes. Oh, dude, that. that's perfect. 
Yeah, exactly. Meat you don't even have to cook it. You just put it in and let it, let it do its thing. Exactly. Well, I see, that's why I asked them. I was like, I don't know how long this is going to take. Like, I can put it in. So I put it in like 6.30. I'll probably take it after like three hours. I think it's supposed to take like four. But wow. like, it'll be late. Now. It'll still be good. Yeah, it's exactly. all right. So, so based on your experience with this crock pot, do you think I should have a baby? I yeah. mean, uh, get a crock pot? Well, see, I don't know. I, I, so I, if this doesn't sell you, I don't know. What will. I have two crock pots. I have a small and like a large two. guy. One of them I do like queso and dips in. Oh, That's, see, he loves them both the same. He loves yeah, them both the love, same. Yeah, I do love them I love both the same. I how this is unfolding. Dude, all you do is say queso. Like, it's like, more in-depth than the auto movie. Some people collect cars. I just collect crock pots. This is my dip crock pot. Dude, I don't know. I like the big guys because it's like it feeds me for weeks, honestly. But like you can wow. do chili and stuff in there when it yeah. gets cold out. That Dude, that's on melts chili. That was that that, that was the pot. that was the wow. first crock pot. Then I got the yeah. second guy, the little guy, um, following that guy, and then. Wow. Yeah, man, you like game day queso. It's that easy. Dude, that's what oh, I'm right saying right there. Game day queso oh, yeah. and chili. Exactly. Yeah. Went to game yeah. on Friday. All right, very cool. Well, that's all the time we had. That's all I really wanted to talk about was <laughs> yeah. the crock pot. <laughs> all right. Tell everybody who you are. Um, I'm Dan Smith. He's I'm the one with the, the, the songs. <laughs> the singing. <laughs> I do the singing. I try. <laughs> I'm Corey High. Uh, make noises with the electric guitar. Yeah. I uh, sing, sing some backups to Dan's lead. Right. Uh, Matt Cole. I'm drums. I'm Bobby Wildermuth. I'm the bass player. Nice. Well, guys, appreciate you guys coming in today. Now, um, a few weeks ago, I get this message on Instagram from Jenna Gribble, and she says, Ren, you've got to check this band down. I said, okay, absolutely. Send me whatever you got. And uh, she and I met up, and she gave me the, the new EP that you guys have that have been out for a while, and I uh, brought it back and listened to it. I'm like, holy shit, these guys are pretty good. And you've only been together for, what, like a year, maybe-ish? Yeah, I, I think this September might be a year. Matt came along like late August, early September. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, like this whole this group uh, like solidified probably almost year to date. Wow. Yeah, that's that's yeah, pretty cool. We had uh, Bobby, Corey, and I met in, like June of 2018. Mm. Yeah. And then we didn't find Matt until late August. So, yeah. How'd you find him? Crockpot store. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was actually a chili cook-off. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, I just posted an ad. Yeah, Craigslist. Yeah, that special section. Oh yeah, yeah it was funny. It was actually great. Looking for some rhythm. Could yeah. share music. You know, the the men seeking men section was real hot that week yeah. and uh, worked out for us. Yeah, it definitely did. Uh, did it? Was there like an instant chemistry with you guys, or did you just like jam and just say, "Hey, let's hang out and play"? Was there a structure? Did you want to make a band and want to record an EP, or well, how did that whole I, process uh, go? So, I was playing in a couple bands before as like a guitarist mm-hmm. and then i posted an ad just looked for guys to play with mm-hmm. this is some of my influences and i got a response from Corey, mm-hmm. and we had set a date to just like play around and he asked if he had a bass player he had a friend who was a bass player he asked if he wanted to bring him i was like yeah that's great it's almost half a band so yeah <laughs> all right let's do this and uh, it was funny is like the day that we rehearsed, I had actually completely forgot because I had gotten so many responses. Right. And if you ever post ads trying to find people, but for some reason, I just was like, yeah, let's get together. And I knew like when Corey was setting up, when they walked into the room, I was just, it's funny how that is. 
they were just played a couple of notes and I was like, all right. It's love at first sight. Yeah, seriously. Love at first yeah. note. And I really actually was. I actually didn't even know that we were going to get together and play music. I thought we were just going to go like meet, meet up yeah. and chat. But no, I don't screw around. Yeah, Corey, Corey <laughs> texted me and was like, yeah, man, you got to bring your bass. I was like, uh, all right. <laughs> you know, thinking that we may have you know rehearsed or gone over something of one of his tunes we that like he may have sent out, like but, two songs that day. but yeah as soon as we got in the yeah. room it was like instant he was like here's this song i got and he started playing it and we just it, it jived and you know we had a couple other drummers come in um between then and when we found matt mm-hmm. yeah i feel um, like we were like that, spinal tap for a minute <laughs> yeah i mean we, we found some really we found some really great guys but um you know we were looking for the you know the perfect fit after mm-hmm. finding you know the three of us we wanted to find that that perfect yeah. drummer and so after we found matt we we really kind of hit the ground running we recorded like what three months after we yeah. got we, we got put matt him on the, the spot <laughs> it was like what mid December, and, and we were like, "Oh yeah, we're going to the studio now." Here's uh, here's four songs. We just wanted to get something out there so we could book gigs. It wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to even be an EP. It was going to be yeah. more like a demo. Yeah. And so just to book some gigs, and you know, we just put it out, and Bobby did all the artwork, and it looks really great. Um, when Matt came in, though, yeah, it was the same thing. He just heard him play those drums, and it worked. It's yeah. it's crazy how. Because I've been in a lot of bands, and it's funny how, like, some bands takes a while. Some mm-hmm. bands are, this band has just been, there's no problems. There's, yeah. Except just, his uh, crockpot addiction is, <laughs> it's, I don't know, we might have to have an intervention <laughs> here soon. Some shows. <laughs> in the middle of the setting. It's, it's, it's really oh, funny. Man. I can't play Friday night, I got the crockpot. Yeah. Thing. There's a Go new on. rift in the band, and it's the crockpot. It's the new Yoko. Behind the music. <laughs> the crockpot. <laughs> Now, that's very cool. I, you can kind of tell, you know, I, it's been, you know, maybe a year coming up since you guys really started hanging out. But uh, meeting you for the first time here a little while ago, it seemed like you guys have known each other for a long time. So I can tell there's instant chemistry there. You yeah. get along really well. So that's that's awesome. Yeah, and we all came from, part of it. You, know, you know, different places, different mm-hmm. backgrounds, different experience levels with, you know, gigging and playing and you know, there's there's really no egos in this band. It's just all everybody's got we just want a, to make a right music. to you know That's give it. their opinion on a part so. of the song, and we mm-hmm. all listen. It's great. Any of you originally from Charlotte? Nope. Nope. He's the close. <laughs> Corey's, Corey's the closest yeah. for sure. Yeah, I'm from about an hour north of here, mm-hmm. near Mount Airy. Mm-hmm. I saw your Andy Griffith picture. Oh yeah. Yeah 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 yeah. Actually. Uh, had uh, a very small part for three episodes on Matlock a long time ago. That was sweet. Uh, so he's a he's a, a great guy. Yeah. Really was a great guy. Good awesome. dude. You're from Jersey originally? Yeah. What part of Jersey? I'm from Central Jersey, a town Central. called Hillsboro. <laughs> oh, Central like, Jersey, right in the middle of Poe. <laughs> well, <laughs> I said Central Jersey, right, right, right in the middle. In the middle. <laughs> right in the middle. No, of it's actually it's funny when people like. They people who haven't been in Jersey or whatever they think it's they have the image in their head. But I grew up in a town and it was like a lot of car, like cow farms. Yeah, exactly. You know, and a lot of farms and growing up and there's like uh, corn. Do you happy everywhere. cows come from Jersey? Huh? <laughs> no, a lot of cheese it? comes from Jersey though. In the first exit off the turnpike, uh, Cowtown. 
I don't know. Yeah, I um, had uh, worked for a radio station in Atlantic City, New Jersey. And I remember when I was moving up there, the exit that I got got off on uh, it was the first exit off the uh, the turnpike once you get into New Jersey uh, across the Delaware Bridge there, and uh, it was called Cowtown. Hmm. And it looked like oh, a so lot of from Pennsylvania coming from um, Delaware. Delaware, yeah, up that way. <laughs> but it looked like uh, rural North Carolina, that whole area, a lot of farmland. Yeah, yeah things like that's that. Actually, that's a lot of Jersey. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's ever, well. My town growing up, that went from uh, being mostly farms to the mm-hmm. farmers selling it to yeah. developers, and it's cookie cutter houses. By the time I graduated high school, people assume you know Jersey just because what they see on TV and in the movies. They think it's the the New York suburb, you know, Manhattan yeah, suburb. Yeah, I mean, but it's Jersey. Jersey, it is, it is to a point, but um, there's more to Jersey. Exactly, it's more also of a weird Philadelphia NBA. suburb in a way. Not like Jersey. It was it was cool. You know, I had um, at the time I'd never been to a NASCAR race. I'm originally from North Carolina, the Raleigh area, but I've been I've lived all up and down the East Coast, from New York to Florida, everywhere in between doing radio and in Jersey. I had a lot of people ask me, "Oh, you're from North Carolina? I bet you love NASCAR." I was like, "Well, honestly, I've never been to a race." They could not believe that. They freaked out. You've never been to a NASCAR it's, race? So many NASCAR fans in, in Jersey. You got a lot of assumptions, and it goes both ways. <laughs> Yeah. But what's actually really funny is that when I was younger, I went to Italy. Yeah. And so Italy, there's a north and a south. Right. The same thing. Yeah. The northerners say things about the southerners. The southerners say th- things about the northerners. Yeah. And it's and it's all fake. It's all you know, yep. conjecture. Yep. Yep. I enjoyed Jersey. I I never uh, had any bad experiences up there. It was a lot of fun. Was really good people up there. Yeah, working with Atlantic City was a little weird. I called it the butt crack of the Twilight Atlantic Zone. Atlantic City <laughs> is <laughs> disgusting. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, don't yeah. leave the casino. No, no, and they were at the time trying to clean it up and uh, make it a better place. But there's only so, so many ways you can try and polish a turd before <laughs> it just falls apart. <laughs> turd covered in hookers. Yeah. <laughs> Where's everybody else from? Uh, Virginia Beach, Virginia. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So nice. a lot like Atlantic City. Uh, <laughs> love that town. Party now. town. Party town. No, it dies off in the winter, though. We don't mm-hmm. have no casinos or anything like that. So, um, yeah, great place to grow up. Highly recommend it. If you're ever in the area, you can hit up my mom, Ruby. She's a saint. She'll house you, feed you, all that good stuff. So she make you a crockpot meal? Probably, <laughs> man. I got it from somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. You Dave Matthews fan? Huge Dave Matthews fan. Yeah. So I actually went to Virginia Tech. Um, mm-hmm. They're UVA guys, but I had a lot of friends that went to UVA. Mm-hmm. Um, not at the same time and whatnot, obviously. But, you know, just huge. I, like, support all the schools of Virginia. Um, honestly, any local musicians, sports people, and all that stuff. So mm-hmm. big Virginia guy. I haven't changed my license plate or my... Uh, <laughs> My ID yet? Been here about been here about a year now. So uh, yeah, well, no, I, 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 you got time. What they give you? Thirty days, ninety days, or something like that. I just don't want to. I don't want to set up the DMV yet. <laughs> Not ready for that. You could probably do it online. Can you? Yeah. Oh no, you got to take the no, test to get, your, to get oh, your. Oh yeah. I, I, I had to go to the DMV and take a new test. You got to mm-hmm. do the written test. Yep. So, yeah, nobody can fault me. Eyesight and written. Going incognito. We got. I nailed my first one when I came down. Oh really? Yeah, but I had time. It's not like they just took my license away. I actually didn't have to <laughs> it was like take a written. cab home. I, had to have, I just had to memorize the signs. You had to memorize the roads. Yeah, because they just gave you like pictures of the signs without the words on it. And you're like, yeah, well, that's obviously a stop sign. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so. So you guys have a show coming up uh, this Saturday. This Saturday. Yeah, looking forward to that. It's at the Evening Muse. Is this? Uh, have you played there before? Is this the first time? We've played the Evening Muse once uh-huh. uh, before. 
uh, back in March. Right. That was our EP release. That was our EP actually. release show. It was actually like our first big show as a band. I guess yeah. I would say like yeah. we played a one show before that and a couple cover gigs. But that, that was, was an original. That gig. was an original gig. So nice. it was nice to get in there. We um, we were playing with a guy named Corey Wells, mm-hmm. who's a singer songwriter. Um, yeah, so we're excited this Saturday. It's gonna be a great show because there's three mm-hmm. bands on the bill. Mm-hmm. So we have an opener. He goes by the moniker Pelican Johnny. He's actually from the Virginia Beach area yeah. originally. He's living in Austin now, and he's on tour. And his stuff's cool. It's like rockabilly stuff. Mm-hmm. It's real cool. And so he's opening up, and then we're middling, and then headlining that show is a band called Red Dress Amy. Yeah, they're they're a rocking band. They're like blues rock and yeah. If you don't if you don't play them on your uh on your radio you you check, them check them out they're pretty cool they're really cool yeah. band send me their stuff i will them. do that the chance to, to check them out i'm uh definitely going to try and come by and, and catch the show i'm going to be um at another event that uh we kind of committed to a couple of months ago so what i'm going to do is uh back up a little early from that one and uh, kind of ninja out and come over to the evening news to uh to see you guys i really want to catch the sweet for doing that I will definitely count crockpot stuff too. You bring in uh, <laughs> oh, any leftovers yeah, from any baked, any baked goods. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we, can, we can definitely play a couple beers. We'll, we'll have a good time. I, I, and they got they got liquor there, so whatever, pick your poison. That's it is, very so. true. So being a new band, um, you know, and and you know, just starting to build your brand. What is the takeaway that you'd like people to come away with after seeing you guys? What is something you want them to remember about you? We're honest. Yeah. That's one that comes to mind. Corey's gyrating hips. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, first and foremost, if you're coming to a show, we want you to have a good time. Yeah. That's why you came out. Yeah, I think it's fun to see people connect to the music and, and react. Because for me, as an artist, not just as a visual artist, but as a performing artist, it's so amazing to get that instant gratification mm-hmm. of seeing people enjoying your music and clapping after a gig you know clapping after each song that's that that really is We're singing that, along. you know it doesn't get get much better than that but yeah to, to eventually like us so much you know the the lyrics and you come see us again and singing the songs it's really just a that instant gratification of being you know loved what got you into playing music uh for me it was a way to connect with my friends. I mean, I started playing guitar when I was 10, mm-hmm. and uh, it was because my friends, I couldn't hang out with them because they got home from guitar practice and or you know they had lessons and they had to sit and practice. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, you know, can I get a guitar and I'll just come over and I'll watch you. So I, yeah. I learned basically by watching my friends play, and you know, we eventually formed a band, and you know had had played together since middle school all the way up to college and for me it was that instant gratification you know mm-hmm. just you know performing for people there's a serious rush behind it um it's just fun it's a lot of fun i know you just uh, put out the ep back in what you said march uh, there's four songs on there you can hear it on uh, spotify you can check it out on your website com. where else can you can you hear it you can hear it on Spotify. Mm-hmm. You can hear it on uh, just anywhere stream sites. Mm-hmm. I mean, we went through Reverb Nation. Yeah. And, uh, you can hear it on RadioCharlotte.com. That's you can right. hear it on RadioCharlotte.com. <laughs> we also did uh, record our uh, gig at the Visual Light. So we do have video, audio from uh, 
from our show not too long ago. I think there's like, like 10 YouTube, or 11 right? songs that you can catch on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Of as us well as our music playing. video. And our music video. That we filmed with an iPhone, which actually came out really good. But I think as far as uh, next steps kind of go, um, we've definitely got a lot of new material that will be played at this show at the Visualite coming up. Mm-hmm. Or the Visualite. Evening Muse, Muse sire. <laughs> Heard uh, Visualite there. You know, the brain only works in so many ways. And, and you got Crock-Pot on the brain. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I do. I got chicken, I got chicken bacon <laughs> in the background. Um, yeah, this Evening Muse gig coming up. So, I don't know. We have a full half hour, at least, of pretty much new stuff. So, that'll be a, a good one. We're trying yeah, to the next step is just from the writing, EP, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just putting out new stuff and just... We're gonna try and record sometime in uh, you know late another, this year, early a next longer, year. A longer release, four songs. Like I said, we put out four songs. It's only supposed to be like, hey, to a venue, check us out mm-hmm. if you like us, book us. <laughs> so like, we're hoping to put out like a longer EP, like seven songs, probably maybe eight if we can do it, and then just keep writing. Cause like the great thing about music is once you put it out there, it's just there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. Like I listen to bands that like no one listened to back in the day. When like they were what? Playing. Like television. Like uh, like the Stooges were like nobodies. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there's a lot of bands like Nick Drake. Nick Drake, excellent singer singer songwriter in the early '70s and late '60s, early '70s, and died in obscurity. And then people rediscovered his music. Mm-hmm. Not saying the like, I want that lifestyle, but <laughs> it's like, you know, it's be great. It'd be great to play bigger shows, mm-hmm. as play in front of as many people as we can possibly, because that's the ultimate goal is to get as many people listening to your music as possible yeah. mm-hmm. to connect to all of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it's share it, share your gift, you know, whatever it is. It's rewarding to play for one person. As the same as it is for playing for a thousand people, or you know? it's about to us. It's it's about getting somebody turned uh, on to it, interested. It's, yeah, it's like it's like this. It's like when I listen to music, sometimes you'll find a song that really connects with you, and then it becomes your song, and like that's your mm-hmm. song that you hold on to. Yeah. If you if there's a good time, bad time, whatever it is, hold on to that song. That's success in my mind. If we if there's people out there that listen to our music and really pull something from it that's awesome mm-hmm. you know it's not a dollar amount it's not a anything like that it's but coming to these gigs helps us really um you know get back in the studio and get more music out to people yeah, that's that, where the that's, dollars come in as you gotta that's really the that. the support that's and the, gr- the great thing about <laughs> it's not cheap <laughs> yeah. no, the great not. thing about evening muse though too <clears throat> is they're very fair and they they mm-hmm. want to pay the the talent for coming in to, yeah. to keep them it's a fantastic in business yeah, and they and they band, yeah. really rely on original bands and yeah. and that's kind of rare mm-hmm. uh uh, and especially in Charlotte, you know, when Double Not Door went down, and like mm-hmm. um, you know, Amos is closed for a little mm-hmm. bit, and Tremont, all those places mm-hmm. were, you know, old staples for original. I can't believe the Double cool Door bands. closed down. That place was yeah. historic. Like, so you know, I think like there's Eric a, Clapton played at the yeah. Double Door. Stevie right. Ray Vaughan yeah. played there. Are you kidding me? There's there's Tear definitely a resurgence because I think people were missing that, it, and when it fell away, people mm-hmm. were like, man. Where, where do I go now? Yeah. And, and and people, I think, didn't want to come to Charlotte anymore to play. Yeah. Because if they do, they they play at the amphitheater or they mm-hmm. play at the, you know, the basketball arena. Neighborhood theater is still holding strong. Yeah. It's a great but, but neighborhood theater and, uh, and you know, that whole NODA area, 
has changed a lot, man. except for you kidding me? It's changed a lot. Neighborhood and uh, Evening Muse, which is really cool. It shows you how important it is to that to that area. Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. Charlotte, um, it's it's kind of a shame. I mean, I, I love that the city's growing like it is uh, in leaps and bounds in every direction, but it has cost a lot of these local music venues. Um, that, that a lot of people like to go to. It's good to see places like the Evening Muse kind of stepping up, you know, neighborhood theater. Um, there's one over in Elizabeth. Visualite? Yep. Visualite. Yeah. Yep. Um, really yeah. stepping up and doing that because there's so many talented people here in Charlotte. It's amazing for all different genres of music. And they need or just, or just somewhere to go. Or just acts yeah. that are mm-hmm. low, that are like, you know, 200 capacity. Yeah. Tornax that need a place to play, bring them through Charlotte. You can hear a new band or whatever. But yeah, because now when you, you got a couple, when you want to see certain bands, sometimes they only go to Carbro or you know they go to UNC Cats Chapel. Yeah, Dude, Cats a lot of bands that's, that's that I the, love, they play Asheville and they don't. Yeah, here. yeah, 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 and that and that's the thing. I, week, I think Charlotte deserves. Well, with how many people there are here, mm-hmm. um, it, it definitely deserves the reputation to have a lot of cool bands come through yeah and so we're, we're trying to be might, one of those cool bands away. who knows it might change yeah i think um the local music community here is uh, is going to grow you're going to start seeing more support um for for local musicians and artists here there's going to be um more of the venues doing more more things to to participate to really support the local artists music everywhere in charlotte uh there's a lot of people coming together to really try and make something happen you know you have all throughout history certain cities certain areas for example like uh seattle in the 90s uh memphis you know in the 50s and 60s um San Francisco, San Francisco in, the 60s. in the 60s, yeah, LA, New York in the 80s. I mean, what did those cities and those towns have that Charlotte doesn't have right now that it needs? They had community, I feel like, mm-hmm. to a certain extent. Back in, I mean, you could say that in the Seattle scene, you could say that in the San Francisco scene, that you had a lot of bands and they were all friends with one another. Yeah. Yeah. And they all knew each other, and they're mm-hmm. all supporting one another. Yeah. And what's actually interesting is I've we've met a couple of bands. I, I mean, oddly enough, out of nowhere, we've met a couple of bands, like a band named Courtney Lennon Quinn, mm-hmm. a band named David Taylor and Tall Boys, mm-hmm. and Red Joe Amy too. I mean, like we'll get offers like the band Courtney Lennon Quinn. They host an open mic at Thomas Street Tavern mm-hmm. every Wednesday. Which is a great open mic because, like, it's like if you it's have more, a, it's more than an open mic. It's more mic, like an open mic. mic. It's, if you have a full band, mm-hmm. if you have a full band, go to the open mic. Your whole band will play. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a full it's band really open cool. mic. Like you know, it's it's cool. But like these people, they're just generous, mm-hmm. and that's what it takes. It's like, hey, you scratch my back, I'll scratch your back. Like we're all on this together. If one band rises to the top, that's like everybody. So I feel like communities one. I mean, cause that's important. I feel like there needs to be more opportunities to play, so more i.e. more venues, mm-hmm. and then also, I know I remember when I was younger going to New York. I grew up out of Jersey, outside, mm-hmm. outside New York. I'd yeah. go there, go see shows and stuff, and there's like, that's just a thing to do. Yeah, on a Saturday, on a Friday, Saturday night mm-hmm. is like if you're living in that area where there's there's some clubs and you just go very little promoting you need to do because mm-hmm. yeah you can th- there's just people everywhere the, the thing about charlotte is that people you like you was talking to our roommate about it yesterday he's like i only go see people i know right you know so yeah. it's very small community mm-hmm. so 
It's like you got to make a lot of friends to get people to your gigs sometimes. I think to one of those points, too, the the opportunity, I think there's an opportunity for places to become venues for, you know, to fill some of that void. And you're starting to see that with some of the breweries. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, even just looking at, um, you know, Camp North End and uh, this Optimus Hall that just opened. You know, there's some not just not just cool opportunities. Mainstream bands coming through. Yeah. The Whitewater Center, they could start, you know, kind of pumping some of the local folks through a little bit more, too. And I think they have their first uh, festival this year. That's that's all confluence. Yeah. Confluence, I think, is all local, which Mm -hmm. is cool. Um, you know, we had applied to get in that, so we're hoping at some point, you know, we get enough notice that we'll start playing gigs like that. That's 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 one of the goals: play some some cooler, uh, bigger v- events like that. And just meet people and just. I would love to like be able to put on shows because, mm-hmm. like, yeah. I love like the. I love a lot of punk rock bands, like the DC scene in the eighties, like mm-hmm. all that DIY mm-hmm. stuff. It's like mm-hmm. I feel like you can't. It's hard to do that now, right? really hard yeah, to do yeah. that get arrested probably <laughs> but uh i don't know i was talking to dave Grohl once about that you know growing up in that area and being involved in that that scene back then and he said it just it got crazy i bet but how much fun was it, it i bet it was crazy. so much fun yeah. he's got some stories i'm sure yeah seriously like i would love that i would trade that for anything is there anybody here in charlotte you'd like to collaborate with whether it be a venue or band or... I mean, we'd love to play at a bunch of different venues around, um, like, you know, Snug Harbor or Heist Brewery is a good one, or uh, we played Vigilate, which is great. Mm-hmm. I'd love to play there again and maybe open up for some bands coming through town. Yeah. Um, I think it'd be cool. Anybody <laughs> who'd have us, you know? <laughs> right. I mean, if yeah. it's... I think Crossing Genres is also kind of fun, too. I yeah. Mean, yeah. We do that sometimes. We listen to everything. I know we play a lot of rock and roll, but mm-hmm. you know, throw us in there with with other groups. Like, yeah. people, you know, just because I like pizza doesn't mean that I eat pizza every time I'm hungry. Right. You know, so. Exactly. It it works. I mean, look at uh, the Blink 182 tour right now. You know, Little Wayne is out on the road with them. Exactly. You know, it's, right. the crowd just loves it. You yeah, know, the crowd genre. is so into it. It used to be like lines in the sand. People would draw with like genres mm-hmm. and it's just music yeah yeah yeah. i mean we played with um yes ma'am at at visually and, and they're you know, like very stylistically so Americana different but band. but very unique and really really talented and it, and it was a lot of fun and you know that i think both crowds enjoyed both bands so you know mm-hmm. people that came there to see us were pleasantly surprised to see yes ma'am and I, th- I and i feel the same way about the yes ma'am crowd yeah who's a um, uh, big mainstream band that you'd like to collaborate with if you could somebody you'd like to play with Ooh, and that's probably that's probably a good question <laughs> for each of us we're also yeah. different there mm. i uh really love m ward mm-hmm uh, his, he just puts out great music. A lot of the guys I listen to, they're not still around anymore, but um, he's great. And I feel like he also records his own music. I would like be like a pipe dream if he would produce something I ever did. Ever did. Mm-hmm. I like the way that his production mm-hmm. quality is. But, yeah. Um, for I'm me, drawing I, blanks. I'd probably say, uh, for me personally, I'm I'm a huge Circus Survive fan, and so mm-hmm. you know Anthony Green's voice and and all the textures and layers that they do in their songs would just be so cool to to watch and learn from and then you know add in dan's kind of you know crispy vocals and and uh you know Corey's 
swells and really cool noises. It, it would be super fun to work with mm-hmm. them. Steve Albini would also be a freaking dream come true. Holy cow. Y'all are wild, man. <laughs> huh? Y'all are wild, I would love to play with the Dirty Governors. Um, I think that's like, I like that whole like blues rock scene, that, how that sounds. Um, I think it's a very niche sector nowadays mm-hmm. and people aren't really picking up on it yet but a lot of bands I've followed since my college days have really taken off um, one of my buddies bands included Kendall Street Company um, I watched them kind of do the do-it-yourself gigs just playing like our high school basement parties and they now have you know million plus streams on Spotify or wow. just killing it mm-hmm. so like those I think those kind of bands I just really get like, inspiration from because you can see the growth and stuff mm-hmm. um, and plus, I think we fit, like, I don't know, I, mean, I just like, I like our sound. I think that's why we've meshed since day one. Mm-hmm. I like how we sound. I think we sound similar. And, and the sound's not even set. It's like yeah. it's continuously oh, it's evolving, mm-hmm. which I think is the goal. Yeah. Not to pigeonhole yourself. Exactly. It's pretty impressive to hear. Uh, like I said, it, it does sound like you guys have uh, really good chemistry for, for knowing each other not really that long. Yeah, and I was oh, only recorded really like six months after we met, mm-hmm. if that. Yeah, and you know we all have Less different different you know years behind us playing mm-hmm. music. I mean, I grew up in Ohio playing in Columbus in a big college town, and you know it was it was easy to get gigs. You know it was just like you, know, you walk into a place and and they're like, yeah, sure, you can play on whatever night. <laughs> but uh, you know Dan's been playing forever as well and and then when i met Corey while i was here i i hadn't been playing music for like six years and i hit them up on uh, what what was it like band mix something weird like that yeah i was just looking for a a a place to you know play again and met these great great talented people and it was cool to get back into it but you know when i first met them and i heard them i was like oh you guys are solid and and when they all told me like they had never played a gig before in their life i was like blown away yeah so it's cool to you know just come into it not even think okay well matt's been playing for 15 years but you know i I thought the same thing about Corey. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah i didn't realize that Corey had never played a show before I played because in my ad I said specifically experience. <laughs> yeah. Oh, fake it till you make it. Yeah, fake it. Hey, yeah, he, he fooled me. You weren't specific though when you said experience. Yeah, so. <laughs> fooled me. I played one gig before we got together, so I counted that experience. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of cool though that these guys, um, I did kind of deliberately not share that with them for as long mm-hmm. as I could. Until but, yeah. about the first gig. But they, uh, you know, they kind of welcomed me in, and I, you know, you have to show that you can stand on your own legs. But and we weren't worried about you, though. Yeah, I don't want to discount anybody here, but like, I definitely don't practice as much as I should. This is Matt, the drummer. You can, uh, take that. Um, Drummers Corey, never practice. Corey, Corey <laughs> works harder than anybody I've ever met. The guy sends licks and noodles at like midnight. He goes, "Hey, like, I should have like." you know cooked dinner with my wife or whatever but like i found this lick and it sounds great like check it out <laughs> sorry meredith i know he doesn't do that he's a he's a great husband but yeah he just works incredibly hard so what are you doing while your crock pot is is cooking like you don't have to do anything like, hey, why aren't you practicing i'm watching on sunflower so you <laughs> show sponsored by biggs tapatio chili yeah, that's limon. what you do that's sunflower like the guitar is first though you go home you sit down with your guitar and you're just always writing something yeah, whether it doesn't turn into anything or not you're just always writing something it's insane it's fun when passes the time that's the cool thing with music you, you think you're out of it you think you've 
come up with all the new stuff that you can come up with and then here's two or three more things the next yeah. day it's cool yeah where do you, is there anywhere specific you kind of find more inspiration uh for example i know um lionel richie he wrote a song uh, called lady for kenny rogers uh he wrote it on the toilet shirley <laughs> manson from garbage oh you mean uh, a I'm physical only, place yeah i'm only happy when it rains wrote it on the toilet in my bedroom on my yeah. like sitting on my bed yeah yeah listening to because i live at this house where there's a road and, and the car is just driving by mm-hmm. so i think it's abstinence for me yeah if i'm <laughs> with music if i don't have my hands on a guitar <laughs> um i pick it up and like that's that's when stuff happens right Cor- Corey yeah. is married so <laughs> no baron not, not tonight i need to not write a, a song tomorrow it's not an <laughs> abstinence <laughs> ring on or it's a, it's not a, a promise ring on a finger it's, it's yeah that inspiration can come you know from all uh, it, it always comes at of... the worst times too. <laughs> yeah. like, like it's like late at night and you're playing and i'm like oh i'll go get a bed scene you're like wait that's really cool one second <laughs> play that over again so let's take a break real quick and uh we'll be right back in just a couple of minutes with casca sun then we're going to play the second track off the ep title fight uh empty space that's the track we've been playing on radio charlotte for the last uh, few weeks here then we'll come back and we'll talk some more with the band it is the phantom radio podcast on radio charlotte.com Hungover from another bar crawl. What the fuck happened last night? <sighs> it's okay. We are too. Hey, bro, you mind putting on some pants? Phantom Radio, the bar crawl of Charlotte Radio. Am I missing a tooth?
Back to the Phantom Radio podcast on RadioCharlotte.com. That is track number two off Casca Sun's title fight EP. It's called Empty Space. Been playing that on Radio Charlotte for the last uh, few weeks here, and it's actually gotten a really good response from from listeners. They really dig it. So, one thing you know that's that can be a challenge sometimes is sometimes is really getting people out of the house to uh, come and see uh, local bands play live and. I guess uh, there was a time when a lot more people did uh, come out, but it seems like people want to stay in and binge watch something on TV or, uh, I don't know, it takes a little something extra to get them out of the house. What do you think uh, is the reason for that? How do you get people out of the house to come and uh, check out these shows? Well, I think it's also about just how like society's changed, too. It's just like people just don't do stuff like that anymore. Going to a live show isn't as cool as it used to be if they don't know if yeah, it's not I, like a massive band. I think I think people want to sit at home and check well, you out first. The they, you know, they want to make sure you're a legit band before they right. they come out and, and spend their evening with you. You know, that's but that's the beauty of Spotify and and little bands like us being able to just put our music on there. It really does help us tell somebody, well, if you really want to give us a chance, you know, just check out this free, you know, music you streaming keep, yeah, you and you can check put, out our music. You just keep putting your music out or, there. Or uh, listen either. to Radio Charlotte, which is free and you'll hear yeah. us on there. Your check's in the mail. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think um, streaming has helped or hurt? I know with the mainstream artists, like record it, labels, I mean, it did hurt. They're still trying to adjust. But just like with any change, things start to well, kind of even out balance. I out. think first off is that they need to change uh, how royalties are paid out. Mm-hmm. And I know that there's some legislation going through Congress. And I mean, nothing's – it's still all being mm-hmm. written up. Or I mean, just look what Radiohead yeah. did. I mean, they – we're like, screw it. We're just going to no, do it on our own. And, yeah. and Yeah, but that's Radiohead from our perspective. For a band like us, you have an option. You can go through like CD Baby. You can go through Reverb Nation. You make nothing off of your streams. Like right. You make .006 cents or something like that. Right. So I think that needs to be reevaluated because you have these companies like Spotify or Pandora or I mean, maybe not as much Pandora, but Spotify, for instance. They're making all this money off of the premiums, but then these bands, like, they're paying to get on these, and they're not making anything from any of their plays. Granted, I mean, if you're a smaller band, you're not making that many plays. 
you, if you're generating millions of plays, you're going to make a good buck off of it. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's really but to get the to that way. level, it's not easy. It's not easy, but you know, it's also music's just in a weird place right now, it and is. it's and it's way different than what it used to be. And a lot of the old laws and rules haven't changed. Like you know, bands and a record label, they get they still get charged for packaging fees. Oh yeah, on yeah. digital music, there's Everything. no packaging in it. Right, yeah. they get charged a packaging fee. Mm-hmm. There, there so is so much more accessibility though, which is very awesome. You know, I don't have to go to Best that's Buy. The, and, it's like a double edged sword. Yeah. There's pros and cons to it. It's just like it's it's the pro is is that a band like us, nobody knows. You could get on these major stream sites, just pay the fee and get on, and then you don't need a distribution company. I mean, mm-hmm. you can go out and find a marketing company mm-hmm. to market your music. Mm-hmm. You can do digital distribution mm-hmm. and then you can do your own booking yeah you know i mean like what else is a record label yeah except they have a lot more money to do all of that they do and, but but can. they also don't care as much yeah. unless it depends on the label yeah i mean but they have connections that's that's the thing that they got deep pockets and deep connections providing. and they can put you on the legs of the tours that you need to get on or they can put you in front of the people that really get your band out to the masses so it's harder it's a longer grind and it's but that's but so, you know social media helps it. a lot and you mm-hmm. know it, that's also still hard to to do it's a this, full-time job and you know i'm a i'm a visual artist as well and i thankfully we we haven't had to really pay anybody to do our artwork that or, saved us a lot of money. And, and so yeah. being a graphic designer and an artist I, i'm more than Robert willing Bobby to do art. whatever i can do mm-hmm. to to you know keep things looking good and and make us look really professional because that moment that we do get the right person looking at us they'll, they'll be like oh these guys have got their shit together there's that, cool but it's also it's like there's so but everybody's putting stuff out there good or bad yeah and it's but, almost uh, like how do those people find you because they're just inundated with all this stuff and they don't it's hard to even know what's good and what's bad because mm-hmm. everybody and their grandma's putting stuff on youtube or putting stuff on spotify like I mean, there's, it's, it's a weird time because and, you used to have a period in music when you had these guys in record labels like A and R reps who would go find the bands. They'd go to gigs. Mm-hmm. They'd find people that were great, and then that was the people that people listened to because you just had a record or you just had a CD or you just streaming music. It's like everybody, everybody. So it's like who's good, who's bad, who do I listen to, who, sh- who shouldn't I listen to? There's so much to listen to. So, I mean, a lot of people get lost in the shuffle. And for us, it's fighting off all the, all the, uh, you know, DMs of, hey, you want to get your music out oh, yeah, there? Oh, yeah, you know, all pay, pay us $25 and, and we'll do this for it. You know, Social media is a necessary <laughs> evil. I understand it, but I just uh, I don't understand it. I love this time in music right now. Music industry is going through a big transition, trying to catch up to the technology. Yeah. Still with the, the, the labels still kind of doing things the old way. Labels are dying. They are. They are. They've no got to find a way to to change their ways to be able to make money again but the reason i love it so much is the fact that uh like you were saying you guys can do it all you know what i mean you guys can do the artwork record the music find a studio distribute your songs for now streaming yeah you may not get any money from it didn't really get any a lot of money from from radio airplay either there were still royalties paid but it was more a promotional tool than anything else. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah, yeah. 
So for right now, even though you don't make any money off the streams, you can still use it as a tool to help you get where you need to go Completely. as well. Musicians are going to kind of adjust to the new way of doing things with this new technology, and there's going to be a, some bands that really, there's there's already been some, set the mark for how this new technology is, is going to help them. They're going to break through. They're going to become big they're gonna become famous and make a ton of money you've but they're it. gonna be in control you've yeah. seen it on like instagram you get people yeah. who they get famous off instagram i mean even going back to like a justin bieber yeah. on youtube i mean the rules have changed mm-hmm. they're different now there's not much of a rule book i relate yeah. it to the 50s it's all about a single yeah it's all about i mean you just have a revolving door of artists that are going in and out you know, a lot of people take it advantage of mm-hmm. like in the 50s but I mean, it's just an interesting time in music, and music is just always in waves. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's funny. Who knows what's going to happen next? I know. I, I, I look at uh, my wife went to ECU, and um, she used to have a, a house venue where she had bands come through. And What was it called? Uh, it was called the Turducken House, I believe. Have you ever had Turducken? Never heard no. of it. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was that one. You could probably if, cook it in a crock pot. She, she'll probably like <laughs> listen to this and cringe. Like I didn't, I haven't been listening for years. But yeah, they had uh, you know some friends and, and like uh, some big acts come through, and then all of a sudden, you know her her friends had formed a band called Future Islands, and um, they had been you know you know not famous and then kind of famous for for years and years and now all of a sudden you know they're touring the world and playing germany and sound off shows playing new york city and Mm -hmm. you know they played here at the fillmore to a huge crowd i mean it's cool that's the thing about music it's just all of a sudden you it's been like that forever it's just getting in front of that overnight success yeah that that (laughs) right crowd or that right person to to really help boost you and that's why we're really grateful to uh jenna for mm-hmm. helping because to get anybody to that just really stop cool. and talk to us mm-hmm. and and say hey you guys are great like i know some people let me let me go talk to my buddy ren he's he's gonna be great you know just sit down with them and talk yeah that's we're really grateful for these opportunities we've had a lot of good luck we, yeah being yeah. being a year in we're we're like so a lot of people excited. just come out and scratch our back. Yeah, it's been we've been fortunate. But you not, know, it's, we it's we try and do it right. You know, we try and be nice and courteous and do whatever yeah. we can for people because you know we are a little bit older now. We're not in our you know late teens, early twenties trying to play music. This guy is, but uh, <laughs> you know, talking about I'm sixteen. All right. <laughs> But you know we're 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 not trying to do the thing where you're not thinking that way. It's a, it's more of a a family. We're in this together, like Dan had said yeah. earlier. I think that's why we also don't have any problems because we're all a little bit like it's not, it's not sex, drugs, and rock and roll. It's not just yet. music. And we have to have a little it's business like sense too. It's, you know, it's an investment, you yeah. know, especially yeah. with time, and uh, you know we have to buy our own merch and try right. and promote it to then. Uh, get money to record more and, and, and it's like a, a constant grind but we love it it's yeah, fun it's, it's an, I agree it's an interesting feeling to, to feel like we've got stuff in our back pocket mm-hmm. um, you put us in a room and I'm biased but I think we're going to create something that's pretty special but that's not man. enough it takes other people you know it, yeah. I think I think we really realize that it takes folks like you who are willing to sit down and talk to us and 
folks who are who are willing to put us up on stage, um, and that's probably you know true across all other areas of of life as well. But you start realizing those things when you get a little bit older. <laughs> start appreciating things more. I love bands that that really have that that motivation that inspiration you know there there are a lot of bands out there you can you know after a couple of minutes of talking to them you you just know nah it's just not gonna <laughs> this is not gonna go anywhere but those bands that really have that passion for the music and and really want to get out there and and stay humble and and just uh, entertain people you know and just just spread that that positive energy you know i love that and i will always help in any way I can, bands that are like that, that really have that that true passion for it, like you guys do. Thanks, man. Yeah, when I first met Dan, it was like, uh, actually, it was before I met Dan, Corey was like, hey, I'm going to see this guy. Do you want to go check him out with me and maybe maybe jam a little bit? And I was like, I don't know, man. You know, I'm pretty picky. It's I, Sunday. You know, I just, pizza. I, you know, I've been, I, I just don't want to be in a crappy band. I want to make sure whoever I'm going to play with is is you know got got some sauce with their with their tunes and he sent me his facebook page and i i watched a couple quick videos and was like all right damn these songs are cool i'm excited to play this and it really energized me a whole bunch but every time dan comes out of out of the room with i I, you know i got this new tune i've been working on what you guys and he brings it to the table and it's like Man, this song is cool. Let's let's try and work this out. It's it's never really been. But the, ah, well, yeah, that one was a dud. We always really have something that we can contribute and turn into something. It's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, the interesting thing is that everybody feeds off everybody else. Yeah. Music. It's like the second I started playing with these guys, start writing more, and then also you start writing. Oh, I know what Matt's gonna do on the drums, or I know what Bobby's gonna could do on the bass, or Corey could do on the guitar, and it's very liberating. You start writing these things that you, maybe you wouldn't have written before. So that's the greatest thing about us being just a new band. It's like we got man, we're just barely tapping the surface here. Mm-hmm. We we just we're not. We don't even really know what our sound is, right? Like we're still figuring that out. So, quote, people ask the question all the time: the genre. What's what genre are you are? Like, who do you sound? <laughs> don't ask people at bands that question. Yeah. Any listeners out there? I know you want to know. Just don't ask that question because we, we sound hate like Casca's son. <laughs> well, it's also like it's also like then you're forced to compare yourself to these like very successful bands, and you're like, wow, don't I sound arrogant right now? Yeah. You know? Yeah. But. I think it's an acceptable question as long as, you know, you can accept a different answer from me on any given day. <laughs> like, don't worry about it. <laughs> just make up band names. Be like, oh, yeah, we sound like the, you know, whatever. No. Right? Just come up with something. Just say alternative. Yeah. You can lump anything. All, you're always evolving. Like That's right. you said, you're always evolving. You're letting, you're letting the, the band Beatles. find its identity. Yeah, we have a Jersey Ghost country song. When they started, they were a skiffle band and then they turn into <laughs> the Beatles. So there you go. So Dan, you've been in uh you've been in bands before. So you've yeah. kind of been through a lot of this. Um what was um uh, like a really big 
challenging moment, a big challenge that, that slapped you in the face that you had to deal with? Uh, what was it? How did you overcome it? And how Music is it going to help you? Yeah, There's well, always lessons to be learned being in a band. And it's probably trial and error. Probably when I was in bands when I was younger, I was a little bit of like a drill sergeant. Yeah. My way or the highway. Right. I was a little hot-headed with things. And, you know, people don't like hanging around with somebody like that. <laughs> uh, so... And then also, it's also this: it's like when I was being that that closed-minded person, you're losing something because when you have other opinions in on it, then you can really make something that's really cool and mm-hmm. something that you never, you didn't think of because yeah. it took someone else's brain to come up with it. Yeah. So, I guess that was a challenge. I don't think it's not like a bad moment. It's just maybe I guess a challenge or a, a hurdle to learn mm-hmm. how to. For me, for me, it was moving and leaving, you know, the the home that I had known for 20-some years yeah. and playing in a lot of local venues in Columbus and just having that, that community, that family, and then all of a sudden mm-hmm. just moving down here and, and not knowing anybody or mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. other than my wife and, and some of her friends and her teacher crowd uh, that is very supportive. <laughs> Uh, they come but, out to every show. Yeah, they do. Nice. But but that you know that six years of not playing music, it was mm-hmm. like this emptiness, and that was the biggest challenge to overcome. Like, how do you mm-hmm. get back into it? Mm-hmm. Just being a a bass player that doesn't know anybody, and and so yeah, the the internet is amazing for connecting connecting with uh, yeah yeah with people, and that that was that was really hard though, not being able to play music for years. That's it's you need that creative fun. outlet. That's such a big part of you. Yeah. When I left uh, radio, I worked for a marketing company for about three years. Made a shitload of money, but was not happy. Mm-hmm. You know, because really didn't have that creative outlet. And opportunity came one day for me to. Um, company was was relocating. Could have gone with them or taken the severance. And so like, you know what? I see this as an opportunity. You know, go ahead and take that severance. Get uh, get to get the creative flow started again, and that's how Radio Charlotte came about. That's cool. You know? Yeah, you need that as a creative person. You yeah. have to have that as part of your who you are, part of your soul. Yeah, and yeah. you got to take that leap. You know, yeah. sometimes you 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 just see the opportunity, and you got to go for it. You have to. Leap of faith is a scary thing because you really don't know what's on the other side of that, or that's if there's anything at all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, exactly. are you going to go through life and go like, well, well, I played it safe. Right. <laughs> a lot of people do. You could, you know, you get hit by a bus. That's what That's what I was going to put on my gravestone. <laughs> you get hit by a bus. I played it safe. Yeah, there's I, a lot of people. I used my turn signal. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people out there, you know, wake up one day, they, they're suddenly 90 years old, uh, if they're lucky enough, and look back on their life and wish they'd done more. You know, I wish they'd had the confidence and taken those leaps of faith like that. Yeah. Right. Be a good person. Yeah. Be good to others, and do what you love. Let's imagine for a second that you guys are eighty years old, kind of looking back over your life. Yeah, if I can make it to eighty. <laughs> <laughs> what is a, a piece of advice, being eighty, that you would give yourself now in the present moment? Never turn down a free happy hour. <laughs> <laughs> You got a long ways to 80, man. You're a lot of free happy hours, man. Hey, there's this lady that's like 105, and she swears it's because she never misses a happy hour. I'm not even making that up. I saw it on a news report. Corey, what do you think? Well, unfortunately, I'm still only working with my 30-year-old self right now, but I guess if I make it to 80, 
I'm going to look back and say uh, all the sleep that they said that I was supposed to have, I didn't actually need, so right. don't worry about it. <laughs> I, For me, it'd probably be stop and smell the roses. Right. It's hard to live in the moment sometimes. That present moment is all we really have. It's so hard to live in it. It There's is. There's so many other things going on. <laughs> yeah. But it's still very possible to do. You know, you can look back on your... 16 year old self and and give them a piece oh, of advice year old self because you're like dude what's up <laughs> you're supposed to be the beatles by now <laughs> but if you really think about it and put yourself in that place and you're you're sitting there 80 years old looking back over your entire life you know and you look back on this moment you know how much fun you had all the experiences really and adventures about. that you had I'd be thinking about this wishing that you could come back and and be that age again and suddenly you realize that well i am that age right now so i am in the present i am in the right now right so by thinking that way it does kind of recenter you into the moment to appreciate you right gotta now. enjoy it yeah you have to yeah you gotta be goofy you gotta you gotta cut loose you gotta you know yell at the top of your lungs occasionally and yeah. and, and just let that inner you know fuel just just keep you going because right now you know, being tired all the time, having a kid at home. For me, it's like, it's like so crazy. But for me, it's it's like, yeah, I go to my job every day and I enjoy what I do. But I just want to come home and I want to play music for my kid mm-hmm. and watch him dance. And, yep. and you know, I'm sure my 80-year-old self is going to look back and be like, yeah, maybe you should, you know, slow down and be a little goofier sometimes. Because I, I do take things seriously. I drive like a grandpa. I do all that already. So... <laughs> Uh, but I want to be around to to make sure I get to experience all those things. And without a cell phone in my face and mm-hmm. you know all the technology, just just even just watching my kid play with a, a simple toy that doesn't light up or make noises, it's like just getting down to the simplistic yes. stuff is what my eighty year old stuff would tell right. me. Yeah, absolutely. That's important these days. Got to do that too. Yeah. Probably also like time to take the Lipitor. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's what I'd be telling my eighty-year-old self. <laughs> I was uh, I was talking to my mom uh, last week, and I was like, you know, you uh, you grew up in a pretty interesting time in uh, in American history there, and you know, every generation has its its moments, its interesting times. But her grandmother would tell her that she lives in a worse time than when she was growing up, and my mom says. I'm growing up in a worse time than when she was growing up. So every generation looks at, you know, what's what's going on, saying, "Oh, it's gotten the world's gotten so bad." Is it really? No, that continuously goes back to the Egyptians. Bad? Right. You can find ancient writing about that, like I mean, right. them talking about the younger generation. Woody it's Allen like, made a movie oh, they're, about that. They're gonna ruin the world. Back Have, when I was your age, haven't <laughs> you seen Midnight in Paris? A Woody Allen movie. Mm-hmm. It's got. Uh, it's it's a great movie, but it's all always about like living in the wrong generation or era right. like you always think the one before you is the one that you were meant to be right. yes, is always right. exactly uh and yeah. so uh, absolutely it, it's got owen wilson it, it makes you think a lot like yeah. okay yeah i definitely have felt this before i love that yeah just people don't live in in the moment they don't live in the now as much anymore uh society is um because they're living on strange. their phone. They are, man. Social media because is uh, instead it's of a enjoying tool, a sunset, they got to take a picture of the sunset and then miss the sunset. <laughs> they got to take a picture of their food and then their food gets cold and they can't even enjoy it anymore. I, I mean, I felt this way as a kid. You know, my dad 
you know, always want to listen to ACDC and, and Zeppelin and, right. uh, nice. and Beatles. And, and I was always like, man, my dad was 20 years old when, you know, Woodstock first happened. Right. And I was like, man, what would it be like to yeah. be alive at that time? It would right. be so awesome. Yeah. And I always felt that way. Like, man, <laughs> this, is, this is not where I want to be. I want to be back there. <laughs> My um, dad missed the sixties. Yeah. I swear he I'm was sure there, a lot of other dads <laughs> I'm I'm sure plenty of he other dads went, missed the sixties too. He, he told me a friend of his like said because he was living in Philly and a friend of him was like, Hey man, this is like this big concert going up in like New York. You wanna come? We're all driving up there. He's like, I gotta work. Oh bummer. Oh man. <laughs> Yeah. Or you hear things like Jim Morrison, a friend of mine, he saw like the doors and all his dad said about the doors was like, Jim Morrison was a jerk. I paid <laughs> I paid this amount and he didn't even play a full show. Oh, <laughs> like, but then you, you hold up these characters like uh-huh. in such high regard that you forget that it was just like these are just people going yep. to a thing on yep. a day in their life. Like yep. it's not a big romantic idea. <laughs> yeah. It only becomes romantic years later. What do you think is the the strangest part of society right now? What's going on out there right now that just kind of makes you shake your head? I'll take a stab at this one. I, <laughs> nobody can agree anymore. I mean, that's right. I just right. everybody. It's everybody's so left and right, and I feel like mm-hmm. too many walls. Yeah, yeah. everybody's so no sensitive. Talking not, to not, not so a, sensitive. No one's talking to yeah. one another. Yeah. Not enough. Everybody's crack like everybody's <laughs> not enough. Not, exactly. Not enough meddling around in there. But we just gotta get to know one another. <laughs> I feel like you could take two people who disagree on so many things, but then like agree that like you know Zeppelin's cool, right? You know, mm-hmm. like I, at the end of the day, like people, we're all in it together. We That's are. that yeah. is a good point, man. Yeah. We used to be a melting pot, and now we're a crock pot. <laughs> that's how it should be, but, but right we now... we still are a melting there's pot. Too many, there's there's really your t-shirt. So there's too many ways. walls that go up, and that's, that's the hard part. Honestly, the four of us don't land on the kind of the same answer for all the, the questions that are out there today, but we, we're we pretty proud that we can keep talking about those things yeah, yeah. without sabotaging our friendship. You need yeah. civil discourse um, is yeah. what you need. I mean, Dan and I can... We can... We can pick five things and disagree on three of them, but we can also sit down learn and learn from one another. We can look yeah, at a, yeah. we can look at a song and and we can get from the beginning to the end and agree on yeah. what we did in between. And so I don't know, that's one of the hopeful things about music. I think absolutely brings people together. It does until you're stuck in a tour bus with uh, with <laughs> stinky Dude, door with yeah. the with the farts that Bobby rips. <laughs> Bobby gets his own hey. bus. I've been a lot better. <laughs> We'll just make you like stick your butt out the window. When yeah, you're, uh, yeah. You I gotta mean, rip it. Wet every last one of them. It's like there's definitely got to be two toilets on that. They bus. sound that way, saying. but they're not that. Way. No, you never, you never go number no, two on a bus. One, that's though. that's a rule. I mean, huh? on a tour bus, you only go number one. No, no number two if, on a tour bus. If anybody bus. learned from that, it should be Dave Matthews. Bobby gets to bus with number two. I'm riding on Bobby's bus. It's bad as I'm riding that bus. Mentally, yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I'll deal with it. I do carry poopery with me now to spray. That stuff. That stuff is great. That stuff. Poopery, ladies and gentlemen. If this blows up, I'm hoping for that uh, that sponsorship, you know? Oh, man. We actually did a podcast on the poopery stuff, you know? Nice. uh, I don't know why poop and fart jokes are so funny, but they're always Always will be, man. I've I've got some stories on tour with with, uh, some toilet humor, but... 
That's for another night. No, you can't just no, 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 no. It doesn't work that way, dude. I can my family. My family growing up, the, the conversations that we would have on Thanksgiving, like we would talk about like the most disgusting shit, and then we'd just be like. <laughs> yeah, man, these mashed potatoes are delicious. Jersey, yeah, come on. <laughs> yeah, Jersey, like, I don't... Uh, dirty, some, dirty, there's something dirty. very unique about people from the Northeast. I don't know, I can't put my finger on it, but there's something just... I, I've never been more embarrassed in my life than when I went on a, like, Midwestern tour with this reggae band called Andy Shaw Band that I was in, and we were in Madison, Wisconsin, playing this little, you know, hole in the wall. And uh, I went to the bathroom, you know, it, it hit me. And for whatever reason, this uh, ventilation system in this place was, had to have been all coming from the bathroom because I walked out of the bathroom and I got the worst stares. And then, of course, <laughs> the rest of my bandmates all came up to me and they were like, dude, everybody is in there talking about you. Like, I don't want to stick around for this band because that bass player just blew up the entire venue and uh and i've never felt more embarrassed but to me uh, that's, that's awesome you know that's a f- funny story that i will never forget right, and yeah. now nobody nobody else will forget it's it's it. it's on record so but it. it's you know that's life yeah toilet humor yeah, yeah, yeah. farts will never not be funny ever so what's the end goal Honestly, I just want to write, I want us to make music, at least if it's one album or song or whatever, something that's timeless. Yeah. Something that really sticks around. Yeah. Like I was, you know, queuing to earlier, like fame would be cool if we could get in front and if we could play in front of like thousands of people, Mm -hmm. man, how awesome would that be? That would be great. But I mean... At the end of the day, it's all about the songs. It's what you leave behind. That's yeah. what your legacy is. So yeah. if we could leave behind some songs that are just songs that stick around, that resonate with people. I mean, yeah. people still listen to the Beatles. People still yeah. listen to yeah. uh, freaking people still listen to Mozart. Yeah. I mean, whatever. I mean, not saying that I'm nowhere near that, but um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it would be great. That, to... that that's the idea. It's like if I could be like you know, just it just sticks around. Yeah. If it could hang around, like Picasso, he didn't get famous until he was dead, or almost until he was dead. You know, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Once you make it, it's out there. Who knows? Yeah. Just it, something it would I be nice to play in front about. of so many people, but at the same time, and show my kids and think and be like, look how cool your dad was. <laughs> yeah. You that's need a, that's you need a crock pot first. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> crock pot, then married and kids. Yeah. Well, for me, that's I mean, that's how it happened for me. But I I I do agree with your point of, you know, leaving something behind for your kids cuz you know, that's my I want my son to have some, you know, things of me to to keep around when I'm not here. Yeah. And and you know, I've played in a lot of bands and I've got a lot of recordings and you know, I've got these great great guys i'm playing with now and and that's what i want to you know have that's that's the thing you leave behind for for other people mm-hmm. to enjoy when if you're not here so it's important to me absolutely well as far as playing in front of uh you know thousands of people you may get that wish sooner than later here true because you do have a festival coming up in uh, october hops and hogs, hops and hogs. rural hill looking forward to that show how did you guys get in on that 
Let me guess. Let me let me guess. Let me guess. Was this Jenna again? No. Okay. Before pre Jenna. Okay. So this is a Jenna type thing. Yeah. Jenna is good like that. This is last minute. We got this last minute offer to play the festival announcement party. Mm -hmm. It was at this brewery, Yancey at 4001, I believe it is. Mm -hmm. We didn't know what it was. It was last minute. He hit us up on a Wednesday. So evidently the guy, the lead singer from Shinedown was supposed to play. Yeah. And he had to cancel for some reason. The guy contacted us. Why he contacted us from Shinedown? Still unanswered. We, to this did day. we ever find out why he? No. How I'm he not, found us? I'm gonna ask after we play the gig. Yeah, yeah. But um, <laughs> there you go. But uh, what if Brand recommended you? What if he had heard you somewhere? And I said, don't know. Hey, you should I call these think, guys. Maybe. Somebody heard us that somewhere, cool. dude. That's the funny thing about it. it's like. Someone's talking about us, yeah, and I'm I don't know you. who. Yeah. Maybe it was. Find out who. Maybe it was <laughs> our buy sol- them some dinner or a coffee. <laughs> maybe it was our <laughs> solid you, SEO work on our website. I, I, I don't know. I think you were playing already. You were getting a beer. I don't know where you were. Maybe at the bathroom or something. I don't know. Uh, but he, he saw say? us. We were like, yeah, we were on the Hoppin website. He saw us at Hoppin. Was that it? I think you saw us at Hoppin' or on the website. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Hoppin's just like a local, Anyways. like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, yeah you know it very yeah, well. Yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> but we played that gig. Drink a lot of beer there. Yeah, exactly. We, play, yeah. We, played that, we played that gig, and while I was talking to him, we were talking, we were like, hey, how do we get on this festival? And he was like, and this is where, like, if we said... He's like, you talk to me. I said, all right, let's talk. <laughs> you know, and then we played and he said, you guys are good. Mm-hmm. I'll put you on the bill. That's awesome. He and said, like, don't play some of those songs, though. Yeah, I, I think mean, like, some of the bands you know, I'm hiring play them. We're not getting paid for it, <laughs> which is fine. Right. I mean, we'll play a free gig, obviously, to get in front of oh, some people. That's great exposure. And, yeah. I mean, and like I was saying huge. earlier about it, yeah, it's great exposure. And then the fact that, like, dude, like. We can technically say that we opened for so and so, so and so. It's um, what was it? Collective Soul, Lifehouse, Fuel Tonic, and Puddle of Mud. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and Paper Tongues. Paper Tongues. Yeah. Brett Whiskins yeah. is another, and Sister Hazel. Sister Hazel. Yeah. yeah. Sister yeah. Hazel. And long Sister time. Hazel's playing. Sister Hazel. Wow. Yeah. Brett Whiskins is the guy. Wow. Chris? Yeah. Yeah. He does some good stuff out there. That's October 5th, right? October yeah, okay. 5th. And that's out in Huntersville? Hill. Yeah, it says Huntersville, but yeah, it's at the Rural Hill. I think it's Hill. the border of Huntersville and Concord. I got you. Okay. Yeah. I've never been there, but I will. It's a venue. I've, uh, I've been there for a wedding. It's actually a really cool, you know, country farm yeah. farmland. Really, really it's nice. It's supposed to be a really cool event. They're yeah. going to get, like, yeah. pit masters and stuff. Like, oh, if, wow. even if I wasn't playing, I'd probably go There's to classic the cars, it, like a car show, I yeah. think, Dude, possibly. beer, yeah. barbecue, and Jeez, music. Three Sounds of fun. my favorite things. You have beer, barbecue, and music. I mean, what else? That's right. What else do you need? And there's some local breweries involved too, which yeah. is cool. Um, and no, then Tito's there, is one of the sponsors. It's not a local brewery, but I do like Tito's. Yeah, so. I mean, I, th- I think the main the, ma- the main sponsor hit, hit. is what <laughs> the main sponsor is Sierra Nevada. But I think like Legion and yeah. and some yeah, yeah, other yeah. you know great Charlotte breweries are going to be there too. It's, it's going to be, be a great, great time. It's going to be a fun time. Is uh, are there tickets still available? Do you know? Is it sold out? I think the VIP is sold out. Solo ticket, know. like general admission solo tickets. Uh-huh. We saw a post earlier today that said 77.4% sold out. Wow. VIP is sold out yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. But general admission is definitely still selling. And I, I, who knows? I don't know what their mm-hmm. capacity is. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. So, But check it out and see, see what's available. a lot. Yeah. Is uh, that information? Yeah, it's on your website. 
Australia. Yeah, we do have today. the hops and hogs on or our you events, can go to and their then there's website, a link. Hopsandhogsfest.com. Yeah, yeah, there's a link from our event page um, to the hops and hogs, so you can you know go there first yeah. and check out our stuff, and Absolutely. then you can go to hops and hogs. Very but cool. don't wait too long. I'm sure the no, no, and people like to do that. They procrastinate. They think, oh, I don't know if I'm going to go. I don't I know do. if my friends are going yet. And then it, it ends up being sold out, and they regret it. Go ahead and get your tickets now. Yep. Go ahead and get it. And uh, Come see Cascasun. Cascasun. Cascasun.com. While you're waiting. And for those of you that don't know how to spell, K-A-S-K-A-S-U-N, just like it sounds, .com. And you can find out all the information you need. You can uh, stream the music. You can see the gigs they have coming up, um, especially this Saturday night at uh, Evening Muse. Definitely come check that out. Trying to get a lot of people. We got some fun merch for you guys. So yeah, what kind of merch you got? I got some cool T-shirts that uh, have the art from the EP on them. Yeah, yeah, Bobby designs all of it. Nice. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, so I just put it on our website too, so you can buy our merch yeah, we have through a the website now. Yeah. Um, we'll have a few of these uh, handmade, hand-printed uh, CDs as well. Mm-hmm. I had a stamp made, and I hand-stamped every CD, nice. uh, which was which was a lot of fun to do. Hence, a lot of love went into this. Yeah, so you, you can come to the show and get a, a, a rare, original piece of artwork, too. i got to find something here. Cascasun, we make our music with love. Uh, right. That's right. <laughs> uh, something I posted on Instagram that I, I've had for a long time. I mean, this is this is really what it's all about right here. At one point, your favorite band was playing local bars to almost nobody, probably playing tracks from their first album, which is the best, right? You missed out on watching them close up, hanging out with them, and getting rare merch from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Just because you'd rather stay at home watching TV than rather have a cheap night out discovering a new artist. So support your local scene. Take a chance on some new talent. Not just to help those bands out, but because you'll probably really enjoy it. Hell yeah. And you never know. Yep. One day, hey, I remember I saw Casca Sun at Evening Muse a long time ago. People used to say that about the Avid Brothers. That's right. When they played there. That's I've right. met several people who used to go see the Avid Brothers. Right yeah, there. one of my one of my close Muse. friends here had them play at their wedding. Wow. How crazy is that? Yeah. And they, they're a Grammy award winning band. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they're doing two nights on New Year's almost every year sold out. Their shows are travel. awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even if you're like even if you're not into the music, just their shows. They're, mm-hmm. just they're talented for sure. Great. Well, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. It's been an honor. Thanks for coming out Thanks and hanging out us. and yeah, doing this. You, Absolutely. Yeah. Thanks for having us. So again, the the EP is called Title Fight. Uh, the single we're playing is called Empty Space. You can check that out on uh, RadioSherlock.com as well. Dan, Corey, Bobby, Matt, Cascasun.com. See you Saturday night at uh, the Evening Muse, right? Yes, Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. See you Appreciate you. Thank you. There's a force in the universe that makes things happen. All you have to do is get in touch with it. Radio Charlotte. Ah.